Hello everyone, uh, this is Andre from Mental Health and I'm here with Professor Alina Singh. She's Professor of Neuroscience and Society here at Oxford University. Uh, Alina, you're chairing the Epidemiology and Data Science session at the event here today. Um, tell us who's speaking and what you're looking forward to most. Well, the people who are speaking are a really nice cross-section of um, quite senior uh, people who've been long time in the field and then some early career researchers, which is really terrific. I really like the way the panels have been mixing up um, early career and, and more senior people because the early career researchers are so important to us in the department. So we're going to start off with uh, Professor John Geddes, who's the head of the department, and um, that's a big job, but he also manages to be the director of the Oxford Health um, Biomedical Research Centre, which is the first funded BRC in mental health, as you probably heard this morning. Um, and he's also, of course, been really revolutionary in, in mobilizing the True Colors program and really thinking about big data approaches um, and precision medicine in bipolar disorder particularly. And then the next two uh, presentations uh, by Ellen Annetzi and Alan Stein, that's the first one, and then by Charles Newton, the second one, really begin to feature the work that we're doing in global settings around um, in child and adolescent development in particular. And that, to me, those are really exciting developments. I mean, both um, Alan Stein and Charles Newton are senior um, researchers in this department who, who have held chairs for a long period of time. But I think this, as you can hear today, the increasing focus on low- and middle-income countries and the involvement many of us, including me, have, have had in the Lancet Commission on Global Mental Health report that came out really helps us understand that um, both that we need to move into global settings in order to treat mental health disorder, particularly early in the lifespan, but also that we have so much to learn from low- and middle-income countries in the, in the ways in which they're implementing particularly community-based work in um, thinking about how to improve treatments and scale up treatments so that we're um, really learning about training models that they've been implementing for, for a number of years. And if we want to meet those NHS targets, in fact exceed, massively exceed the NHS target that's been given for mental health uh, services access, then we're going to need to learn from, from these settings. Um, and then following um, those presentations on global mental health, uh, Professor Keith Horton is going to talk about suicide risk in adults, and um, Keith Horton is really one of the foremost uh, researchers of suicide and self-harm in the world, and so this is really kind of going to be a, a tremendous overview of the research that they've been doing, and raising, Keith has been so kind of instrumental in this being raised um, to the level of a public health um, phenomenon, and really getting policymakers to look at the data and think, yes, you know, we really need to put resources here. And again, that has implications for young people as well as for adults later in life. But if we can do a better job of prevention, then of course we won't see the kinds of um, the really big numbers of people who are at risk of suicide and self-harm that we see today. Um, and then Sana Suri, who's an early career researcher in the... Um, the Center for Neurointegrative Imaging is going to talk about brain health from cradle to grave, so again, taking a lifespan perspective. And then finally, John Gallagher, who is the director of the Dementias UK 
um, platform is going to talk about big data and, and cohorts um, in the context of, of dementia and all of the really exciting work that's going on there and trying to bring um, cohorts and data sets together so that we can really begin to improve, again, thinking about prevention and treatments. And it's the 50th birthday of the department today, or this week, or this year. Um, so we're kind of doing quite a lot of looking back. But what, looking forward, what, what excites you most about the future of mental health research? Well, what excites me most personally, so my work is on the social and ethical implications of um, developments in, in neuroscience and psychiatry for young people and families. And I think there are really three areas that our department is moving forward in that I think are really, really um, productive for the future. And of course, psychological treatments is, is one of them with the move into digital spaces. And I think that that's particularly exciting because it gets us both to um, the children early in life um, before they kind of present to services with diagnosable mental illnesses, but really helps us access them in a preventive way and in an accessible way for that population. And we're learning more and more about what it would mean to be have acceptable treatments for that group. Um, and I don't think we, we know enough about it yet, but I think this department is particularly committed to, to thinking developmentally, thinking across the lifespan, and thinking about how to work with children and adolescents so that we can deliver early interventions to them through these new formats, very, very innovative formats, as you've heard about today. Um, so I think we can be real leaders in that respect. And then the other area that um, I think, which I mentioned earlier, we are really moving into that think will give us deliver a lot of good for us is the global um, I think you know thinking about scaling up treatments really looking at um, the you know not not just looking at this as a global problem but also looking at the movements within global systems and the fact that um, we have so much to learn both um, from global north to global south global south to global north um, and thinking about how to deliver better and more acceptable treatments around the world, I think, is really going to be um, something that we can move into. And then finally, I think the, the emphasis increasingly on saying, we're not going to do any of this without understanding patients and carers and members of the public, but particularly patients and carers, that they are going to have a voice in everything that we do. And it's not just going to be tacked on um, at the end it's going to be actually delivered systematically in ways that are measurable and evaluated from the start of thinking about research. Um, and that we're not just going to include adults in that, that we're going to include young people in that. That's something that my team is very committed to. Um, I, I think that's revolutionary, actually, because I think that as much as policymakers haven't been willing to listen to us when we show numbers and say, this is a public health problem. This is an economic problem. You've got to treat mental health. I think that actually coming back to small data, um, in the midst of all of this big data, small data, people's stories, people's experiences, people talking about their children, their grandmothers, those are really what are going to compel the movement forward in addition to the research and alongside the research. So we, I think we need that integration, and I think that that's something that we can see that on a national funding level there really has been a commitment and so now we just have to be really really good at delivering it 
brilliant thanks a lot for talking to me